This is Gemarin Ksubis Daf Ayin Aleph. All the learning it should bring an incredible schos Yilin Neshama of Asarizel Basra Meir Amir Tashem. The learning the entire Chabura for this month of Elul should bring Asarizel Basra Meir to an higher, higher in place in Ganiden Shel Milo. And we're holding on Ayin Amid Bez about eight lines from the bottom, and the Gemara says Gufa says the Gemara quoting the previous Brisa. If someone makes a neder enough from his friend and he does not have any food to eat, so what does he do? He's allowed, the one who made the neder is allowed to go to the chenveni, the storekeeper that he generally goes. That guy is not allowed to get a benefit from me. Let's just make this clear. For example, Ruvain is not allowed to get benefit from you. So you go to the storekeeper and you tell the storekeeper, listen, Ruvain can't get benefit from me, but Ruvain's starving. I want to help him out. I don't know what to do. So the storekeeper understands. And who nice in life? The storekeeper goes and gives him. And then you go and you pay the storekeeper. Says the Gemara, continuing, Similarly, if he has a house to build, he has a fence to build, he has a field to harvest, and what, again, the same scenario, and he has no money to hire workers, no money, and the one that he's not going to get benefit from wants to help him, so I want to help this guy, this guy's not going to get benefit from me, but he needs workers in his field, so what am I allowed to do? I'm allowed to go to the workers who normally work in his house and say to them, Many that person made a nether is not going to get benefit from me. And I don't know what to do for him. And they understand. And again, And then they come and they collect wages. So basically in all these scenarios, we're finding ways to circumvent the nether. Ruvain can't get benefit from you. So you can't directly give Ruvain money. But you know that Ruvain needs food. You know that Ruvain needs his field plowed. So you go and you take care of that which he needs. And then you go and you pay the people on your own. And a similar third scenario. Ruvain's on the road and he doesn't have anything to eat. So you want to give Ruvain something to eat. But you know that you're not allowed to give Ruvain something to eat. Because Ruvain is not allowed to get benefit from you. So what do you do? You give it to someone else, you give it to someone else as a present. And then Reuven goes and he goes and he's allowed to eat it from that person. And let's do someone else. You and Reuven are in a desert. And Reuven is starving. But you're not allowed to give Reuven something to eat. Why not? Because Reuven made a nether. He's not getting any benefit from you. So what do you do? Put the food, put the drink on a rack or a fence. And say, Say they're mufkar, they're hefkar to anyone that wants. And the other one comes and eats. And is allowed. But Rav Yosi Oiser, and he says these are all forbidden. Amar Rava, my time with Rav Yosi. What is the reason for Rav Yosi? Kizera, you know what the reason is? It's forbidden. It's a decree. Misham Maisa Debeis Chayron. The reason why Rav Yosi disallows you from pulling, we'll call Tishtek, 
is because of the Maisa the Beis Churan. Rashi over here just tells us, Benadarim Parakashatim. Rashi doesn't really fill in the details. But in an Adarim, we fill out the details that what happened was his son was marrying off his son, and he wanted that the Kalu's grandfather could come to the wedding. However, the problem was the Kalu's grandfather was also to get benefit from him. So how was he able to, you know, to bypass? How was he able to again circumvent the nether? So the father said, the chutzer, the suda, the entire chasna is given to you as a gift, but only so that the Kalu's grandfather could come and eat at the banquet. And then the person heard and said, no, they're mine. And I want to give them all to Hektish. And the person said, what do you mean? I don't want to give it to Hektish. I only want that he could come to the wedding. And said the Gemara over there, the sin's only reason was that he's doing it to let him come. Clearly it wasn't a real gift. And that's the reason why the Chachamim rule, they're not allowed to do it. So in our case as well, if in all these scenarios we're nervous, then maybe the only reason why he's giving it is to benefit the other person. But it's not a real matana, it's not a real hefker. That's the reason why it would not be allowed according to Rav Yaisi. And we continue, Rav Yud, back into the Mishnah. We're on the top of Ayin Alf, for two lines down. The Rav Yud and Mishnah taught us that in the case of Yisrael, they wait one month. But in the case of Yikayin, they wait two months. Again, to remind yourself, the reason being that in the case of the Kayin, they wait extra because the Kayin is not going to remarry his divorcee. But comments the Gemara that if we were to look back in the Mishnah of Yudah, seemingly is repeating the Dinah Nitanikama. Hai Nitanikama. So Amar Abayah Kohanes Aslash Minan. Says Abayo, you know what it's coming to teach me? It's coming to teach me the din of Kayhanes. That's the Chiddush that he's arguing that Rav Yudah is teaching us. That a kohenis gets two months, gets the extra month. Meaning, it's true that the base din of Yisrael is the same between Rav Yudin and the Tanakama. He's adding on the detail about the kohenis. Rav Amar Chaydesh Malav Chazer Chaser Ikevenayo says, Rav, no, there's a fine nuance of a difference between Rav Yehuda and between the Tanakama. The difference being, if it's a complete month. A 30 or 29 day month, Rav Yudah says a chaydesh, which Tanakama said 30 days. Omar Rav comes along Rav and begins a new topic. Back into the din of the Mishnah, we're going to have a machleka says Rav, Now we're really going to get more clarity on the Mishnah that we learned yesterday. That in the case, the Mishnah said that the husband has to hire a, a shlish, has to hire someone to support his wife for up to 30 days. So says Rav, that's only b'mifarish. That's only when the husband said that the nether is for 30 days or less. Avul bistam. But if the husband said a nether indefinitely, he did not specify an amount of time, then yaitzi la'altar v'yitik k'suba, then immediately he has to divorce and give his wife the k'suba. Ushmuel Omar and Shmuel disagrees that v'lu bistam li'yaitzi. Says Shmuel, even if there was no specific time for the nether, still you do not have to get divorced. Why? So Shmuel says, even though it seems that the nether is indefinite, you don't give that, that this nether is only for X amount of days, or if the nether is for longer than 30 days. Says Shmuel, no, you still have the requisite month or two months to stay married. Why? And though that's when you would support with a parness. The reason being, because... Maybe you'll be able to annul the vow. Asks the Gemara, but Rav and Shmuel already have his machlaikas. We learned in a Mishnah previously in Samachalaf 
Someone forbids his wife from having relations with him. And of course, we learned back then, it means he forbids the benefit of relations that he will not have, that he will not have the benefit onto his wife. You're not allowed to make someone else, someone else's benefit forbidden. And what's the machlekes? Hopefully, it should sound familiar. We had a verbatim Gemara back then. Only when they explained explicitly how long the neder is going to last. If they said in Devan Ali, without eating suba. So I asked the Gemara, why are you telling me? Why are you telling me that the machlekes, you Rav, excuse me, the Rav is saying that the machlekes in the Mishnah, Rav and Shmuel, the Gemara is explaining is between Bevarish and Stam. And, but we already learned this elsewhere. So explains the Gemara, Sricha, we need both cases. If it only said that case over there by making a nether from Tash Shamita, I would have thought only said that Allah over there. Why? Because it's impossible to do what you will need to do with a third party. We're talking about having intimate relations with your wife. You can't supply a parnas, a steward, a third party to do it in your stead. Avul but in our Mishnah we're talking about food. Then maybe Rav would agree to Shmuel that even Bistam, even indefinitely, maybe Rav would agree that you, yes, would supply with a third party, and therefore we had to say that case. If only said the case by us, the same thing. I would have thought by us, maybe it's only in our case that Shmuel says Alacha. That even when it's down, even when it's an indefinite open-ended net there, still you supply with a third party because it's possible with a third party. Abul Bahi, with the case over there, Mudi the Rav, Srikha says the Gemara, that's why we indeed need both of the Machlekes, Rav and Shmuel in our case, and in the case over there. Tanan says the Gemara, quoting a Mishnah, and in quoting this did in our Mishnah, we're going to get a lot more clarity in what the case is in the Mishnah. The Mishnah said, someone makes a net and his wife cannot eat a specific fruit. And the Mishnah said, Yes, to divorce his wife. Which of course, inquiring minds are wondering, that's a little bit strange. All you said is your wife can't eat apples. Why are you getting divorced? So Tosis over here explains that what we're talking about is not a simple nether, just not to eat fruit. What he's saying is that if she eats said fruit, she's not going to be allowed to have relations. If you look at Taisus on the second narrow line of Lamaitis al Gadaitin the Odra Ihu Vitalanu Bitashamita. He makes the nadir and he hangs it on Tashishamita, meaning he says you can't eat this fruit, and if you do, you're not allowed to have the conjugal relations which husband and wife generally do. So says the Gemara. So Bishamalurav can be stam kamimavarish. According to Rav, I understand the Mishnah. In the latter case of the Mishnah, when the Mishnah said in this case of Pedro, should we have to get divorced right away? Is you know why? Because it's Stam. He's not giving you a specific time period and therefore the Allah is, according to Rav, you have to get divorced right away. And whereas the first part of the Mishnah was Bimafarish, where they explain 30 days, they have 30 days to figure things out. El Shmuel Kasha. According to Shmuel, that even in the case of Stam, we give them 30 days. So why in the case of Peiris are we saying in the Mishnah they have to get divorced right away? Explains the Gemara. The case is she made the nether. The case of Peiris is different. She made a nether that if I eat an apple, I'm not going to have relations with, his, with her husband. And then 
the husband was mikayim v'neder. The husband did not annul the vow, but rather he made it a complete vow. And that is the reason why Shmuel says, you don't have to wait 30 days. Normally, even in the case of Stam, even in an unspecified, un- indefinite, indefinite amount of time, Shmuel says, give them 30 days, maybe you'll find the Pesach, maybe you'll be able to annul the vow. But if this was a case that would she made the nether and the husband certified the nether, obviously he's not going to find a way to annul the vow if he was the one to certify the vow. And that is the reason why Shmuel agrees that in this case, And that is how we're going to explain how Rav and Shmuel can fit with our Mishnah. But the Gemara continues three lines from the wide lines and comments the Gemara. We have a Stam Mishnah. And we know that generally the rule is Stam Mishnah is are like Rameir. So says the Gemara, if our Mishnah is like Rameir, and Rameir seemingly would hold in our Mishnah that in a case where a woman makes a nether and the husband could have annulled it and did not, it's paramount, it's considered as if he is the one that put it is if he put her finger between her teeth, and therefore the wife can demand divorce. Basically, the wording of Hunois and Esabin Shinao is a way of saying that he caused it. Because he caused it, she's allowed to demand a divorce. But I asked the Gemara of Savra Mayor Nois and Esabin Shinao, does Rameyo really hold that? Well, Atani learned in a Brahis on the last narrow line. And the husband heard him did not know the law. Says that's her fault. Even if the husband originally heard it and said nothing, later on he's allowed to annul it. Why? Because she's the one that made the nether, says Rameir Rav Yehuda. So ask the Gemara, it's a blatant contradiction. And if one wants to say, I can never have a woman who makes the darim, he does not have to give her the ksuba because she brought it upon herself. Whereas if Yaisi Ravalazar I'm Rim, who knows and that's been Shinel, he the one that caused it. But what do we see? We see a contradiction within the opinion of Rameir. So answers the Gemara on the fifth Y line, Apach Rameir, Apach, switch it around. So switching on the names in this Braisa. So now further is the Gemara and asks, Based on what you're saying now, Rav Yaisi is one that say that she caused it. But now that's also problematic. We learned in the Mishra of Yaisi Aimer. In the case of Aniyos is when a poor person didn't give a set amount. So clearly Rav Yaisi holds that he's one that caused it. So says Maria right, switch it again. says he caused it. Says Gemara, further, So Rav Yudah clearly does not hold that she caused it, holds that he caused it. So we have three opinions that the Gemara is proving that in the case where she makes another and the husband fulfills it, that it's viewed as if he caused it. So says the Gemara, Eima, Rameir, Rav Yehuda, Rav Yaisi, Arme Munaisin, Rav Eliyazar, Arme Minasna. That's terrorist number one. Bintim, Salaim, Razuki, Zuki, Katani, and says the Gemara, but if you're going to tell me, that's a pretty difficult answer to say. Because to say that we mixed up names and we mixed up the pair, I understand. But to mix it up so much that it's really three versus one, that's difficult. So therefore, what should we do? Eimer, Eimer, Rameir, Rav Eliyazar, Arme Minasna, Rav Yehuda, Rav Yaisi, Arme Munasna. And the fact that it's going to come out to be not like Rameir, 
Says the Gemara, we could just say, the Stam Mishnah is not like Rameir. Because let's remind ourselves, three lines of the white lines, we got ourselves into this mess when we assumed that because we had a Stam Mishnah, it wasn't like Rameir. But comments the Gemara now that maybe that is not accurate. Ask the Gemara back what we just said. Arts of Rabbi Yisi hold that we're talking about a case of a poor woman that didn't get a de- definitive time period on when she's allowed to put on makeup. So we see the husband could another vow. But I mean, no last contradiction. These are the entities that husbands let her know. Things that are physical. I'm going to be there not. I'm going to put on makeup and perfume. And Rabbi Yaisi argues and says that putting on makeup is not eating nefesh. And rather, I'm not going to put on. Um, makeup, or I'm not going to get dressed, but big day, Sivainim. So ask the Gemara, what is the opinion of Rav Yaisi? Is the opinion of Rav Yaisi that perfume, makeup is considered Idri Nefesh or not? Idri Nefesh or not? So answers the Gemara, and I know from is the first line, Achabamayas Kinan, Tvarim Shebeinai Lebeinai. Explains the Gemara that when we said matters of adornment, it didn't mean putting on makeup. It meant physical intimacy. It matters between him and her. Means that she made a neda that she's not going to remove her sairis b'makim erva. She's not going to remove her pubic hairs. And in that scenario, even Rav Yaisi agrees that that is something that affects the husband, and therefore the husband is going to yes be able to annul such a vow. Says the Gemara that's very good for Rav Yaisi. That's only if you hold that matters between husband and wife. Husband could yes and no. We learned in a price. You know why Ravuna says that the husband cannot annul it? Because we never find a fox that dies in his own fox, so literally. What, is that? what does that mean? The Rav, Rav, Rav Adabarava is agreeing that a husband, of course, can annul a vow that has to do with the attachment with physical intimacy. But he says, in our case of just adorning yourself or removing the Cyrus, removing your pubic hair, that's not such a big deal. So says Rav Adabarava, his husband and wife will know how to have Tashmish, whether or not she shaves herself or not. And therefore, Rav Yaisi would say this is not a matter of Inui Nefesh. So says the Gemara, according to that, Similar like we saw in Amad Aleph, that he, she is making, her putting on makeup dependent upon relations. Because she says that the pleasure of Tashish will be forbidden if I put on makeup. So now clearly the putting on makeup is a matter that has to do with Tashmish. And therefore the husband, of course, is able to annul that vow. So says the Gemara, what does it seem like based on what we just said? It seems like it's going to come out that if the husband says nothing, then that which his wife said is going to work. This works with Ravkana. Hanos tashmish cholai yafer. 
Says Ravado. Excuse me. Says Rav Kahano. That if the woman says, no, the benefit of Tashmish with me is forbidden to you, then there's no validity. And he can force her. This goes back to that which we learned in the Mishnah in the beginning of the Parak. He can force her to have Tashmish. But if she says, the benefit with you is forbidden to me, then the husband should indeed be made for it, or else it's going to, yes, take effect. Why? Because if she's forbidding herself to have the benefit from him, that's something that we're not going to let her eat because we never give something to someone that is forbidden and therefore the husband has to annul such a vow. Says the Gemara, but one second. Ask the Gemara, I don't understand. Let her not adorn herself. Let her not become forbidden. And since the bull is in her park, she has the option whether to yes adorn herself or not. So she has the ability to whether yes make this nether chal or not. So why is this a nether that necessarily is considered something of inu nefesh, something of intimacy between him and her? She could just bypass the whole story by putting on her makeup. Answers the Gemara MK and Karula Minuvelas. You know why? Because if she doesn't put on makeup and does not become forbidden, then what's going to happen? They're going to call her a Minuvelas. They're going to call her repulsive. So therefore, she's inevitably going to put on makeup and adorn herself, and thereby become forbidden to her husband, and therefore it's something that's considered varm shebeinah leveinah. Asks, asks the Gemara, "Tiskashit, ptiyaser." So says the Gemara, "I don't understand. Let her put on makeup, and let her become forbidden to her husband." As we saw in the Mishnah, that according to Beishamah, husband and wife could stay apart for two weeks. According to Beishamah, one week. Why are we saying now this is something that calls for, calls for immediate divorce? Answers the Gemara, honey, Says the Gemara, when did the Mishnah say that we have the two weeks or the one week? That's only when he thinks she's angry. And any moment, she'll, she'll, and any moment, excuse me, she thinks he was angry, and any moment he'll come down. So that's why we wait the week or two, according to Beit Shammai Beisilah. But in this case, the nether ihi v'shasak law. She made the nether v'shasak law. So I'm in Ishing Misna with the sunny law. She thinks he hates me, and therefore he's never going to annul this vow. And that's the reason why we forced them to get divorced right away. And we conclude the segment of this year with Rabbi Yaisi Aimer. We're approximately 20 lines down, 25 lines down. First one is Aymer. We're seven lines from the Mishnah. Says Rav Yaisi, Says Rav Yaisi, the case of Ani, he divorced his wife only if she did not give a time for the nether. Asks the Gemara of Kama how much time is a set amount? Arguing about how common and how potentially is it avail- uh, uh, possible to stay with her while she's not going to get dressed up, whether it's 12 months, whether it's 10 years, or whether it's only one yomtif, because every yomtif is when the Yiddish woman would put on makeup and adorn themselves. And we conclude, Ubashir Islam, Yom, the Rav Yisi said, a wealthy woman, the maximum time they could be without makeup is 30 days. Maishna Lam, Yom, says, what's 30 days? I'm Rabbi Yishkin, Isha Chashuva. Nanis Meirea Kishutel, Lam, Yom. A Chashuva woman gets benefit from the fragrance for 30 days. And let's begin the new Mishnah about halfway down, Ayin Aleph, I'm a base. Hamadir Ez Isha, Shlotilich, Labay Zaviyah. If someone makes an edu with his wife that she's not allowed, 
she not let it go to her father's house. What's the halacha? Bizman shuima beir chaydash echad yekayim shtaim yotivi ting suba. Says the Mishnah, if the father is in the same city, then if the nether is a month or less, they stay married. Shnayim, but if the nether was for two months, you have to be asked to divorce her. But if the father is in another city, then it doesn't go by a month or two months. That for one month they stay married, but if the nether was for three months, they get divorced. Case number one in the Mishnah. Case number two, Amadir Sitchel if someone makes a neder, that his wife cannot go to house of mourning or she has to get divorced right away. He is slamming the door, he's locking the door in front of her. But let's say the husband says, the reason he made this neder is because of the Acher. The Gemara will explain what that means. Rasha is allowed. Amar and the third and final case of the Mishnah, the husband says to his wife, that I'm making a nadar that you tell such a person what you said to me, what he said to you, or that you fill up and you pour out into the garbage. will explain the case. So let's just conclude today's year with delving into the first case of the Mishnah. Says the Gemara, Hagufa Kasha it says that seemingly only one yomtiv you can stay married and she's not allowed to go to her father's house if he's in another city but two you cannot we've seen already Kenneth gets extra time because they can never get remarried once there's divorce of Yudahi and it's opinion of Rabbi Yudah Rabbi Ula Amr Laikashano Kambi Radufa Kan Bishaina Radufa says Rabbi Ula different tarets. The difference is whether it is Radufa or not. The whether we're talking about a woman who's eager to go to her father's house, then it's the difference between one or two months. If she's not eager, it's two or three. And we conclude with Apostlech says the Gemara Oh Zayisi Bain of Kemaitzi Shalom that it was in my eyes, like one who found to be perfect, this is referring to a bride, is found to be perfect in the father-in-law's house, and then they run, eager run to tell the shvachim to her father's house, we'll pick it up from a mother, in the next year, in the next year,